So you want to learn about superhuman flexibility? Well, in today's show, we are going to go deep into a really amazing concept and training method called End Range Strength, which has completely transformed our flexibility and those of thousands of our members around the world. All that and more coming up right after this. Hey everyone, in case we haven't met, my name is Rad Burmeister. I'm the co-founder of Unity Gym and the co-creator of the UMS, the Unified Movement System, where we take driven people and turn them into superhumans. And the way we get such amazing results with our members is that we've created a program that has a perfect balance between strength and flexibility. If you want to know how we do that, download one of the free blueprints. We've got the flexibility blueprint, the strength blueprint, and the nutrition blueprint. Totally free. There's a link in the description of this video for all of them. Now, as always, I'm joined by Phil, aka Dr. Phil. How are you, brother? Very well. Yep. Keen to talk about this. Flexibility is not my strong suit. It's not something that I uh, have spent much time working on. So you yeah, and, like you and everyone else. Yeah, I feel <laughs> there's plenty to be learned from, from you, but yeah, definitely yeah. can do. You and everyone else. This is, uh, this is something that I, um, you know, people used to call me flexible, and I'm doing this in, in quotation marks when I was younger because I did martial arts and I could kick head height. Yeah. But I was not flexible, man. It was very specific. I could rotate my body. And I remember as I started to, as, as I got better at, at Kung Fu and my teacher started to really point out the finer points of kicking and the way that I needed to position my hips, I couldn't do it. I was really cheating the movement and, you know, sort of cocking my hips in an un, uh, mechanically disadvantageous position. And yeah, when I started to, when I said to myself, all right, I'm going to get flexible, I realized I was hard at it and now I'm a flexible person so that is an understatement yeah um, but yeah what is also cool is that you know not only are you flexible but you're pretty damn strong as well so yeah that's right yeah you know I've got a good balance between strength and flexibility so it's not just one or the other um, which is really what the whole um, UMS is about the unif that's why we call it the unified movement system because it unifies strength and flexibility so um, you know before we get into this um, if any of you that are watching have got any questions about uh, flexibility and about um, you know flexibility training and how to balance strength and flexibility please put them in the comments section or anything else for which we might be able to get to later yeah, if right. you have any questions especially if you've just got started in the program you want to know more um, yeah seriously I can see we've got a lot of viewers today which is awesome um, even in the very least just put your name and where you're watching from so that we can give you a, a quick shout out so Quok I can see Quok's um, commented thanks for tuning in brother uh, always great to have you on the show any of you that are watching for the first time um, you guys are in a private group created by us so that we can help you so please don't feel like you need to be anonymous in this group we really want to get to know who's watching and, and where you are with your training and, and so we can help you we are um, you know what you guys are getting I mean in this group you're not even paying anything you've just um, you may have bought one of our programs or you may not have uh, but we want to help you so uh, put your questions up there um, the topic of today without answering anyone's questions is end range strength and the reason why we're talking about that is because I've just created phase two of the end range strength program which is part of the mobility masterclass so um, the mobility masterclass is something that you can either buy as a one-off payment and you've got it forever um, or it comes uh, included in the subscription of of the UMS online coaching program. So I've just created phase two for the end range strength program and uploaded it, it's ready to go, it's there for you guys to sink your teeth into. And I wanted to talk about it because um, it's such a new concept to me and it's something that I've really only been learning about properly for the last year and it has revolutionized the way that I train and produced the most exceptional results in my flexibility and in our members at Unity Gym and those around the world that are, that are practicing it. Um, it's, it's just, it's phenomenal what it's done. And it's really turned what I thought I knew about flexibility 
on its head because what I thought I knew about flexibility was that you, um, you know, you stretch muscles and you, you have to stretch the muscles to make them more elastic. And it's all about spending a lot of time in these stretched out positions. And I tried that for, for decades and I was banging my head against the wall because I really wasn't producing the results that I would expect for the time invested. Um, not only that, it was a very frustrating um, up and down journey where I would sometimes feel like I would go really far backwards and now I understand I was stretching to that point of pain and I was stifling my uh, nervous system's ability to adapt and, and delay the, um, you know, the muscle spindles from tightening up the muscles. So end range strength has turned all of that on its head because I'm actually sometimes in some of my programming, I'm doing less stretching of the muscle and more strengthening of the antagonist, the muscle, the opposing muscle group that pulls you into the position. Um, and yeah, it's Yeah, I think you've keyed onto a really important part there, which is that nervous system aspect of training that a lot of yep. people don't really realize when they think about stretching, they think, oh, you know, it's kind of like a, I don't know, a... Um, you know, piece of blue tack, you just kind of keep stretching it and stretching it and gradually it'll get, you know, longer and longer. Blue tack might be, be a bit of an Australian term there, but um, yeah, the thing you use to stick things to walls. Um, but yeah, so much uh, better understanding now about how flexibility works comes down to the fact that it is so much about your nervous system and, and basically your nervous system trusting you in those ranges that are, you know, beyond what you're used to. So if you spend most of your day sort of sitting in a chair with your knees bent and your, um, uh, then your hamstrings kind of get pretty used to being in that shortened position. So when you go out to the gym, you try and do a front split, it's going to be very different to what you spent most of your time doing. Yeah. And therefore your body's going to be like, whoa, change. We yeah. don't like change. <laughs> so it's but, yeah, by do it, building the strength aspect to it, so that end range strength is all about kind of encouraging your, your nervous system to trust the fact that you are strong in that position and your body will allow it. Yeah, and that's a really good, that's what I was going to continue on with what you just said at the end there. Um, it's actually a really simple concept. Now that I understand, it just makes so much sense, which is it doesn't matter how much you stretch the muscles that would allow you to pull your shoulder into this position. If you don't strengthen the shoulder in that position, and especially the, the muscles that create the pull to get you into that position, then the nervous system doesn't trust that as a safe position. And why would it? Because the only way that you can ever get there is with an external force pulling you into that position. So that's not a safe position. Yeah, and the shoulders are a bit of a different case as well because with the muscles that support the shoulder and keep the ball in the middle of the socket, they also get pretty, you know, they really need strength and timing and, and, and a gradual increase in, in range and strength if you haven't been doing it for a while. So um, not only is it the muscles not allowing you to get there, but then also with the shoulder, it's a whole nother yeah. uh, sort of need for strength in that position. Yeah, so. yeah. For, 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 for stability so that you're not going to dislocate the shoulder yeah. or God knows what or, yeah. or get that gliding that you're yeah, always yeah. talking about in the glenohumeral yeah. joint. So there, this concept, once, once somebody explained this concept to me, I started going, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But then, you know, how do you train it the way that you actually do it? And the, the methods that I've been obsessively researching uh, on myself and, and through learnings uh, via the internet and via uh, other coaches that have been on this journey for longer than me, um, you know, have, uh, have taught me a lot and have created amazing results. And um, things that I wanted to do when I was 20 years old that despite my best efforts just made zero progress in for a decade uh, I've made phenomenal progress in in a year so it's um it's pretty cool it's a pretty amazing thing and you know it, it, it what it 
in, in the most basic understanding of it, end range strength is, it's, sorry, um, it's this concept of taking one of your joints to its full range of motion. So an example, because, just because I'm sitting down, this is the best example. So shoulder flexion is something that a lot of people struggle with. And if you know at the most basic level of how to increase shoulder flexion, you know, we talk about stretching the muscles that prevent you getting there. So um, stretching the internal rotators, stretching the shoulder extensors, and, uh, you know, uh, creating more thoracic extension. Um, but end range strength would be about not only doing that, but also taking the shoulder to full flexion as far as you can go, and then using things like isometric contractions and ballistic contractions with very light weight um, to try and go even further. So to try to, when the muscles that pull your shoulder into flexion are in their shortened position, to try to create strength there, which is just so, so hard yeah, to Yeah, I do. think like, a really key thing to understand there is when we're saying uh, end of range, it's end of your available range. So, right. you know, you might be looking at someone like Rad who has really great shoulder mobility and he's able to get up there and kind of go beyond that sort of, you know, um, 180 degrees straight up in the air, he can kind of go past that. But for someone who's, you know, not got the shoulder flexibility and mobility that um, the rat has, it might be here. And I've talked before about training in your available range as a great way to kind of get over injury and build up strength. So it's all about strengthening that end of your available range. So not just what, you know, don't force things into yeah. <laughs> somewhere where you can't usually get to and then add load. It's, it's, it's about getting to the, yeah, that, that limit and then trying to build that limit by being strong there. And you know, that's actually what one of the best things about end range strength is because there is really no way to force yourself into it because it's not an external load that's pushing you in there. You're, you're lifting yourself into the position. So it's so humbling because you can get this external load and fold yourself forward. But then when you try and lift yourself into that position, yeah. you just go nowhere. So um, it actually is a lot safer than- Which than, might be a good um, time to clarify yeah, things. to answer with, um, some of these questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we've got a couple of good questions here um, which are awesome um, Blakely great to see you on the show brother give me a shout out let me know that you're still uh, watching I can see that you've tuned in um, so Tanvir um, Mantasim is saying watching for the first time in Johannesburg at the moment uh, would be good to know how end range strength can convert passive flexibility to active flexibility great question and the second part to that question is also is end range strength the same as loaded stretching so first first thing I'll say Tanvir is uh, welcome to the show brother and thanks for tuning in um, all the way from Joburg. Um, so the first thing I would uh, sort of to know how end range strength can, okay. So how can end range strength convert passive flexibility to active flexibility? It's funny because in all honesty, all of these words are passive and active and end range strength and mobility versus flexibility. If you ask different coaches, you get a different answer of what the definition is. So we've got our definition and I've actually worked with a lot of great people, done a lot of research and come to my um, own conclusion of what the definitions of these things are. So um, when you talk active flexibility, what most people mean by that is it's the range of motion that you can actively pull your body into versus passive flexibility, which is a range of motion that you can be pulled into. So an example of passive flexibility would be is if I grab my leg and pull it up to here, it's passive flexibility that gets me there. And then if it is active flexibility, it would be my ability to go like that and lift my own leg up there. So that's the first uh, little bit of clarity, clarification that we need to say. So how can end range strength get you there? Well, 
if you train passive flexibility, all you're doing when you do this, my muscles are completely relaxed, everything's relaxed, I grab my leg with my hand and I yank here until the muscles in the, the hamstring and the, the hip extensors and the back of the knee, the calves and everything get to their full range of motion, not based on their elasticity, based on where my nervous system is going to allow them to go before it stops. And then I hold that and over time I gradually increase that flexibility because the nervous system lets me go there. End range strength, on the other hand, see these muscles are doing nothing. My quads and my hip flexors and even my abs a little bit are doing nothing to get me into this position. End range strength now does the same thing but by going like this. So I'm training those muscles to create that active flexibility. So how does it help? Infinitely. Like I couldn't even put a number on how much that helps you. It's like, it's like saying, how does it help me to get better at running if I start jogging every day um, versus just sitting on my seat? It's going to help you because you're jogging, you know? Yeah, so, so I hope that he, makes sense. Well, he's basically asking like, how end range strength can convert passive to active. So um, by training in a in this kind of end, end range strength way, you're, it's inherently an active That's right. It um, creates, training it, 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 thing, it, so. Yeah, it creates an active range of motion. It creates a usable range of motion. Yeah, so um, yeah. So just to be clear, end of range strength is, it's not a, a passive flexibility movement. So that's how, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. It's, it, it, it isn't passive flexibility. And is and it the same as loaded stretch, stretching? No, it's not. Loaded stretching is when you do... Um, so what in, in the example that I just gave, that was a passive stretch where I'm holding my foot. So a loaded stretch would be if I stretch the same muscle groups, but I have an external load, like some dumbbells in my hand, and I lean forward so I've got weight pushing me down into the stretch. So instead of the muscle being just completely relaxed, there's an, there's an external load that's pulling so me Jefferson further into curl it. would be an example Jefferson for, curl would be for an the hamstrings. Yeah. yeah, Jefferson curl. Um, and if you're, doing a, if you're doing a Jefferson curl, when you get down to the bottom, are you trying to completely relax into that position or apply a bit of resistance? Good question. Um, both. Uh, so there's, there's different ways to do the Jefferson curl. Um, the ways that I like that I've worked with are... Um, either to completely relax at the bottom or at the bottom to tense the quads to try to straighten the knees and at the same time suck your abs in so that you're trying to create compression. So not only not only is the weight pulling you into the movement, yeah. but you're actively trying to pull yourself even further into the movement. So the, 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 it is actually a... Uh, an active stretch, but it's a loaded stretch as well because that weight is there. It's kind of like having someone, you're trying to pull yourself into it, but someone else is pushing you at the same time rather than just being relaxed and having someone push you into the stretch. Yeah. Um, now, just on the Jefferson Kill as well, like for someone who has not done any sort of, you know, uh, intense stretching before and they wanted to get into it, would you... Uh, recommend doing like loaded straight off the bat or would you kind of definitely yeah. yeah definitely but it's it's just like you always this drum that you're always beating it's about load management yeah. you know and everybody's individual right so that's a that's a loaded question because there's some people out there that um it might not be suitable for and and, and like we always get these questions oh this wouldn't be suitable for somebody that's got this condition well yeah. duh of course you know yeah. you can anything that we do and that we show you there's going to be somebody that that's not going to be right for so yeah. but that's like saying oh we, we shouldn't be doing this because no, 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 I'm, um, I'm, what I'm trying to get at is I guess what would be I guess the feedback that you'd get like you talked before about with your passive stretching in the past you'd point mm -hmm. you'd stretch to the point of pain and you'd mm -hmm. kind of get quite sore and then um, and in turn it felt 
felt like that didn't actually give you good results. So yep. what would be the kind of feedback you? Honestly, if I would say, if somebody's never said, uh, never done loaded or end range strength training before, and they said, what kind of weights should I start on? I would say something that causes you zero pain and it makes you feel like it was a breeze. Yep. And then every single workout, you can increase the volume or the intensity. So increasing the volume would mean that you stay at the same amount of weight, the same load, but you either do more reps or more time or more sets. And then increasing the intensity would mean that you increase the load, you get more weight in your hands. And you just do that incrementally, incrementally. Like there's no, the biggest thing that I could say to anybody about this whole flexibility journey is that um, time is your friend and the race is your enemy. If you try to, like if you it. say, I need to get flexible quickly, man, you're going to be, <laughs> you're in for a rude awakening. And not only are you in for a rude awakening, but potentially a lot of pain and a lot of injuries. And if you just take this as like, okay, like when I decided to become flexible and I, and I seriously, I made the decision. I decided, I can't exactly remember when it was. It feels like it was only about four years ago uh, and I turned 42 this year, but I remember it might've been when I was 37. But because I made a decision to learn and get good at something that I knew nothing about, it, what I've achieved in five years, I honestly believe I could achieve in, in one to one and a half years now. Honestly, I, I honestly believe I could do that if I knew what I know now. But I made a decision. And when I made that decision, it was just this, it wasn't, I need to do the splits in six months. It was just, I'm not flexible. I've been training for so long. I've wanted to be flexible for so long. I'm going to prioritize this and I'm going to get better at it. And five years later, I'm, I have a level of flexibility that a lot of people, um, you know, wish for. As so. demonstrated by the Van Damage. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen that, go on to the Unity uh, Instagram. It's very impressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, look, if you've just tuned in, we're talking about end range strength here, uh, which is an amazing concept um, that I've been learning about um, for just over a year now, uh, which is about taking your body to its end range of motion, your end range, and then strengthening it, um, creating strength there, which has had a massive, massive impact on my flexibility and our members uh, and our tribe. And uh, if you want to know how we do it, you can get the Mobility Masterclass which I've just created end range strength phase two. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's let's have a look and at so some of this. So we've got uh, Phil Burns here saying, my problem has generally not been absolute flexibility, but having strength at the end range. This is definitely something that I need to work on. Yeah, dude. I've um, Phil, <laughs> c please, because I'm trying to associate names with people with faces. Phil, this is our uh, Doctor Phil, right? Uh, who is who's part of our um, real Dr. Phil. Uh, of our of our uh, gym yep. now? You come and train with us, right? Can yep. you confirm with me that that's who you that's, are? That's him. Uh, and and if it is, Phil's saying it is. Um, you are a seriously impressively flexible dude, man. Watching yep. you do the splits and some of the things that you can do is really amazing. So for you, end range strength is going to be a game changer. And because you come and train with me at the gym, I can teach you all about it. Um, it's just part of the program that we do here. So you're going to learn some really really cool stuff over the the next 12 months. Um, so Tanvir has said, yeah, we've answered that one. Blakely's waving, so he's saying that he is on the show. Thank you. I can't Blakely. see Blakely on mine. Blakely is blocked. I cannot see. Oh, Blakely. No, Blakely. Have you blocked Phil? Maybe yeah, he doesn't like you. Yeah, Maybe could, he's blocked could you. Could be. Yeah, Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so Quok is saying, on shoulder flexion, I like the moils you guys showed uh, with the dowel rod uh, and weight plate. Is there another exercise you recommend to help with shoulder flexion? Also, I can now lie down on the foam roller with weights in my hands and my forearms can touch uh, to the ground. So thank you for the chest opener. Um, you're welcome, ma'am. Uh, man, there's so many exercises for shoulder flexion. Um, it, there's, uh, 
you know, some of them are loaded uh, stretches where you're holding a load and you're, you're pulling the weight down so that you're in a position where the load just pulls you down and you go through breathing um, exercises and contract, relax movements and you do reps against it. Uh, then there's movements like the Moyles one where you lay down on your on the ground and you're pulling against there. There's there's ones that are similar to that, but where you're standing up and you use bands, there's, there's so many and it's all part of the program, bro. Yeah, definitely um, the for... I guess in any flexion, if you think about how leverage works, if you're doing it in that sort of standing position, then it ends up being that you know if you're uh, the weight that you, if you're lifting like a dead weight, then that's going to be least aggressive at the top. Yeah. So if you go into horizontal position, you're going to be in a range and you're going to have the most leverage. So um, one thing you can try is doing something over the edge of a, a bench where you kind of elevate your body horizontal and then you're lifting up a weight into that and yep. um, range. That's a you know a, a nice way of making things harder. And if that's too much to start off with, you can always use an incline and get progressively further. So the leverage goes from being here to yep. completely yep. horizontal. Quok, I know you've never done this, and I, and I watch you online. You are a weapon, mate. I've seen, I've looked at your Instagram page. It's impressive the stuff that you can do, and I'm humbled that somebody with your ability is asking me for um, advice. It's it's a humbling experience. Um, but uh, honestly, bro, sign up to the one-month free trial of the UMS Online Coaching. And if all you do is go through the Mobility Masterclass, rip everything out of there that you want, learn the programs, understand how to do it, and cancel your subscription, I don't care, man. But the info is all there. You know, um, Go and have a look at it. Try the program out for yourself. Um, you, know, you can print the programs out. You can watch the videos, and you'll know what to do. And you will go from here to here in a big, big um, way, man. You, you really will. You'll learn a lot. Relevant for anyone out there. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Do the that's thing. Right. That's <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. No barriers. Um, yeah, look, we we um, there's so many different ways that we can price and bundle what we do. And we made a decision that we were just going to add so much value and so much content into what we do for such a small price so that it would almost be stupid to not continue with what we do and, and that's why we've done it that way and that's why we give away a one month free because we really are all just about just adding value and adding value and helping as many people as we can and that's why we're doing these videos to this group that anybody can join for free as well um, because we really are about uh, helping people and um, you know it's there's, fun. there's so much that we can do yeah it is it is it is so um, what have we got another yeah, Dr. More Phil, Dr. Yeah, Dr. Phil. Right. Yeah. except he's a real Dr. Phil unlike me just yeah. a doctor of physiotherapy Different. so yeah that's right <laughs> Dr. Phil is a laser, laser physics PhD, physics PhD so, holder, yeah. so an impressive doctor right there. Um, Tanvir is saying, thanks, makes sense. Um, you're welcome, brother. We're going to have to finish in the next five minutes. I have to be very strict with when I finish today. So if any of you guys have got any last questions, please put them through. But um, Tanvir, I'm, I'm great. I'm really glad that we could help you, man. And... Um, yeah, make sure you tune into these shows. We we do our best to do them daily. We don't always get them done, but it's our intention to do it. Usually. And guess what? For those of you that want end range strength, if you haven't joined the program yet and you want to see some more freebies, I just filmed three middle splits workouts all using end range strength for our YouTube channel. Um, we've just had the first one edited. I haven't reviewed it yet, but I'm going to review it um, today. And if it's good to go, I'm going to upload it this afternoon. So we're still doing um, content to our new YouTube channel. In fact, we're uh, doing better content for the YouTube channel because these videos that you're watching are now post-produced and 
um, we're doing our weekly workout videos yeah, so check those out I'm not sure that we've managed to since changing to Facebook we haven't managed to get one up yet because we have a video editor that we're sorting yep. out how it all but works that'll so be happening in the next it, 24 it'll, or it'll, it'll, be it'll definitely so. be happening in the ne- um, within the next couple of days before yeah. the end of this week There's he's now got uh, f- after t- this video he'll have five videos to edit so yeah. uh, it's just okay. a matter of watching them uh, quickly just to make sure that he's done the right thing and then uh, we, we upload them but the so. podcast is daily so yes. get on that yeah get on the <laughs> podcast um, just one last little bit on I guess uh, uh, strength and how that can influence flexibility. Uh, there was some really interesting, uh, like the Nordic hamstring curl just became the uh, everyone's favorite exercise for a while there. It became really popular in um, injury prevention in uh, in the English Premier League in soccer around the world because it had um, yeah really good results for uh, hamstring injuries, which was the, the biggest problem for, um, for football around the world. And so there's been so much research to um, Nordic hamstring curls. And yeah, one of the interesting things is that that's a so that's like a loaded eccentric movement and people got more range from doing these loaded eccentrics so i think it's just a good little uh, nugget of science to throw in there to show that like you know they're not actually stretching their muscles there and yeah. but they are by making it stronger and by um yeah becoming uh strengthening you know, through yeah the strengthening range. through range that they're actually getting uh longer muscles which mm-hmm. uh or more available range, which I think is just a good little way of kind of realizing that, you know, you don't have to just go into yoga land and stretch yourself till you, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, in all (laughs) honesty, look, I don't, you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat and if it gets you moving, do it. But we've had a lot of members come here who are ex yogis who have trained for quite a while, years, like, um, training daily and they've come here and they are really unflexible and within a year of training with us they're really flexible so um, um, we've, I'm just going to answer this one last question from Blakely before I have to go so Blakely is saying been finding it easier to get into middle splits from um, horse squat rather than standing straight any difference in these entries or does it not make a difference man it's whatever works for you um, I think when you say horse squat you're meaning horse stance it's, it's really whatever works for you because it's just how the nervous system works and you know when you go down into a horse stance you're using your muscles very differently than when you're straight so when you're standing up straight um, your muscles are being used very differently than when you're in a horse stance so if you're talking about a horse stance which I think you are when you say horse squat it's when your feet are roughly double shoulder width apart. So the adductors are under load, uh, the hamstrings are under load, the quads are under load. And it's that when your muscles are under load going out into a stretch, um, it's often a lot easier for people to get into because it sends a different message to the central nervous system. Um, it's not as scary for the nervous system. And uh, unless you've been doing ballet or gymnastics since you were you know, four or five years old, um, the nervous system isn't used to going that, that far apart. So it's not as comfortable in a relaxed position to just go, hey, yeah, let's throw the legs out here like you see um, dancers do. So just before we finish up, Quickly summarize in, you know, 20 seconds. What were you said? 20 seconds. So <laughs> end range strength is the missing link in superhuman flexibility without a doubt. Um, stretching is not enough. You need to not only create, uh, um, teach the nervous system to allow the muscles to stretch out to take you to that range of motion, but you also need to strengthen the opposing muscle groups in their, the end of your range. Um, and that is what end range strength is all about. If you want to know more on YouTube, check out the three middle splits workouts that are going to be getting we've got an internet
intermediate, an intermediate slash advanced, and an advanced workout that's going to be coming up. Check them out. They're going to be really, really good. And if you want to know more and you really want to get some programs to help you through this, uh, get into our Mobility Masterclass. You can either purchase it as a one-time payment, have it forever um, for $150 US dollars, or you can join our uh, UMS Movement Mastermind for a one-month free trial, and you get everything included for free. UMS Online Coaching? UMS Online Coaching. That's After it. that, it's only 49 US dollars a month. There you go. All right. Well, thank you so much for today. Um, thanks for watching Tanve. Really cool to have some new people on board and good on you for asking some questions. Uh, remember, we do have the podcast every day. If you can share that with people, that makes a huge difference to us and hopefully a huge difference to them as they learn the... Mm. And any of our YouTube viewers, if you like this video and you want to see more, please consider subscribing to the channel. Hit the notification bell so that you get notified when we um, go live and keep an eye out for our, our weekly workout yep. videos. And jump on the UMS uh, Movement Mastermind to catch it live. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Have a good day, everyone. See you soon. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.